this is Michael Bozy. Welcome to my podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you everything that I know about content marketing and content strategy in little 10-minute segments at a time. Now, if you've been following along, you know that I'm in the middle of a series about repurposing content, one of my favorite topics of content strategy, mostly because it makes you really efficient if you can get multiple uses out of your content. And that's why it's one of the most important facets of any content strategy. And I want to dig in with some practical tips for you that come right out of my work with clients and in my own content strategy. Now, in the last episode, which was called Repurposing Content is a Part of Any Content Strategy, and I left a link for you in the show notes, I talked about the three different ways to repurpose content by format, by context, or by extent. And today I would like to focus on the first one, which is repurposing content by format. And this is one of the simplest ways to get more than one use out of one piece of content. Now, there are a bunch of ways to do this, and I want to get into some overall strategies and then use a couple of examples to illustrate my point. Now, repurposing content across formats is simply just taking one piece of content and refactoring it for another format. And this part is really important because it's really rare that you're going to be publishing the same piece again, exactly the same, right? I mean, first of all, that can be dangerous for SEO. You don't want to be publishing duplicate content uh, in two places on the web, but also different formats are really for different audiences. So let's start with one of the most common cases, which is taking a blog post and then converting that or repurposing that into a newsletter. So this is very simple. You write your blog post and you publish it. And of course, since it's on your site, it's meant to be read on your site, but don't forget that people also may get this via a feed reader or via RSS. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's just a simple tool or an app, desktop or mobile, that aggregates a bunch of blog feeds so that you get them all in one place and you don't have to go out and visit each site individually. Now I use Feedly, that's F-E-E-D-L-Y, but there are many other ways to do this. And, you know, look, I don't wanna go out to people's sites. I want them to, I want their content to come to me and then I can decide whether I wanna read it or not. And your blog sometimes is gonna be, is gonna appear in full form in someone's feed reader. And uh, so you just have to consider that as you're going into this. Now, once you publish that post, you want to tell people about it. So you write some social posts, uh, but that's only going to get you so far, right? Email is absolutely critical. In point of fact, it has 40 times the conversion rate of social. So for most small businesses, email is going to be absolutely important. And if you're not using an email list, you really, really should. And look, it doesn't need to be a big list as long as it's a list of folks who have given you the permission to contact them and you're doing so and providing value to them with every message. So now once you've got your blog and you're going to convert this to email newsletter, you got two options, right? The first is to publish the full blog post in your newsletter. Or the second is to write a digest and have people click through to your site. Now, there are pros and cons to each of these. Let's look at these for just a second, right? So if you're refactoring your entire post and just putting it in the email message, the pros for that are, one, they get it right there, right? If you want them to actually read it, 
If that's your goal is to get them to read the content, then this is absolutely optimal, right? They don't have to do anything. It's right there. But again, remember that it may appear in a feed reader as well. But the case against this is that the context is very different from when it appears on your site. So think about this. Your blog post is now published, per se, in their inbox. And if the post is too long or whatever, maybe they won't read it because, look, you've kind of interrupted their day by placing this message, your blog post, in their inbox, which, let's face it, most people use as a to-do list. So you risk the chance of hitting someone at the wrong time. And yeah, sure, that maybe they can save it, but also you risk the chance that, uh, that they might just say, oh my goodness, too long, and they'll delete it. Now, the other side of this is using a digest, right? Where you give a little teaser and you get them to click through to your site. Now, the pros of this, uh, really the best thing is that you can add some context to the message for that particular audience, right? So, and that's going to be the topic of the next segment here in this series. Uh, plus, it's better for you, right? They click through to your site. Maybe they stay, read another article, or click on a particular sidebar call to action. All this is really good for you. But the downside of this is, you know, look, this is not as good for the user, or it may not be as good for the user. And it's not very dissimilar from when people publish excerpts on LinkedIn, for instance, and then say, click through to read the rest of the article. It's a little annoying for the reader, right? Like, oh, I got to go to your site. Why don't you just let me read this right here? And look, that's going to function the same way in a reader, too. If that digest is in your email as this short excerpt, uh, it's going to appear that way in a reader, and they're going to have to click through, and it might annoy your user. Now, there's no right answer here. I mean, it just depends on the, the content that you're producing. It depends on what your audience wants and prefers. And like I would say with anything is test it and see if it works for your audience. It's the only way that you're going to find out is to just get out there and do it. Test each method for doing it. See what the response rate is. That's great. Or, of course, you can just ask your audience, what do you prefer? All right, so let's look at another example of going format to format. So let's take a podcast and convert it into a blog. Or for all intents and purposes, it's the very same thing you do if you're converting a video script to a blog. So I'll use this show as an example. When I'm producing an episode uh, for this podcast, I write up an outline or a semi-script uh, for the episode, right? I just want to stay on track and, you know, I try to keep these episodes to 10 minutes. I rarely hit that, but I try. <laughs> and I'm working from one of those right now. It may not be exactly what I'm going to say, but it keeps me on track. And I can take that transcript, even if it's sort of rough, and convert it into a blog post. And here's the thing about this, though. This requires a little bit of work, right? A transcript is not a blog post, and it will sound very, very different in speaking form in audio to written form on the page, if you will. Transcripts are what should go with the show notes, and some shows do this. Yeah, I don't really do it. It's a lot of work, and those folks who do usually hire that out to a, an assistant uh, or a VA. But repurposing that transcript and using it to create a new blog post can be a great way to make a second use of that content, right? So this, the very same thing goes for videos that you produce as well. Now, if you use a Mac, there's a cool hack that you can use to convert audio into text. Uh, this is the simplest way to do this. Uh, but basically, you go to System Preferences, 
and select Dictation and Speech. Turn on Dictation and click the thing that says Use Enhanced Dictation. And now you can double click the function key at any time to activate it and it will just start taking dictation for you. So if you have a recording such as a podcast or a video, you can just play the audio into the microphone on your computer and it will be converted into text for you. Now, the cool thing about this feature is that it will run indefinitely. So in other words, you can just leave it on and just have it continue to take dictation. Now, there's a more advanced way to do this uh, where you can have it all happen on your computer, right? Where you just play an MP3 file and the computer will convert it to text. But I will say it's pretty complicated to set up and involves rating your sound card as well. So I just use this enhanced dictation feature to keep it really simple. It works great. And I would recommend that if you're, you know, if you're trying to convert either uh, the audio from a video or a podcast into text. Okay, so now let's cover a question that always comes up when we're talking about repurposing content across formats, which is, hey, won't people care if they see the same content in two places, in two formats? Like if I do a podcast episode and then, then I do the same thing for a blog 